Welcome to The Empowered Creative, a podcast designed for creatives who are ready to take their happiness into their own hands. I'm your host, Christina, and my mission is to give you practical, empowering, and easy-to-follow mindset tools to help you slay insecurities, grow your confidence, and design an amazing life and business you love. If you are ready to invite self-compassion into your life and give yourself permission to shine, then this podcast is for you. Hey there and welcome back. Welcome to episode number four. I must say that I really enjoy making this show. And even though I still feel very much as a beginner experimenting with podcasting, I absolutely love this new way of sharing inspiration and knowledge with you. And I'm blown away by all the positive attention the Empowered Creative Show has received. It makes me super, super happy. So thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing to the show and for all the amazing reviews on iTunes. Just listen to this wonderful review. Listening to Christina's podcast is like sitting down with a close friend over coffee. She offers so much actionable advice and encouragement for chasing your dreams. I highly recommend it. Oh, it melts my heart. This review was published by Kate Bragg on iTunes. So thank you, Kate. I'm just beyond grateful for all your fabulous support. As one of my listeners said to me the other day, Christina, I start my day playing your podcast because I learn so much and it puts me in a good mood. And I think that's just incredible. This is exactly why I make the show to uplift your spirit, empower your soul and give you the strengths you need to grow your creative career. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for all your support and love. You matter to me and that's why I do this. In today's episode, I want to share with you some of the things that I wish I knew when I first started photography. For those of you who don't know my story, I started my photography career back in 2009. And within a year, I made the jump from hobby photographer to full-time photographer. After working with psychology and therapy for more than a decade, this was a scary decision to make back then. I had a very successful coaching business at the time and I loved my job, but at the same time I also had this artistic side in me that felt somehow neglected. When I finally got my first camera, something inside of me instantly clicked and I was hooked and the urge to pursue photography became so consuming I just couldn't ignore it. For a while. I was doing therapy sessions during the day and then I took pictures in the evenings and on the weekends. In the end, I was running two full-time jobs and I knew that I had to choose because doing both jobs was too much and I needed more time with my family. So I chose photography and I jumped. I jumped with my eyes closed and 
two fingers stuck in each ear. <laughs> in other words, I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. It was all learning by doing, and I made so many mistakes along the way. And I'm going to share some of them with you today, raw and real, so I hope you are ready. If only I had known the things that I know today, <laughs> my first few years as a photographer would have been much more productive and much less frustrating. However, my frustrations and my mistakes are your gain. So, if you're new to photography, this episode is perfect for you. And even if you have been in photography for a while, I think you will gain something from listening to this podcast. If you're more into learning about mindset and business, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode one, two and three because they are more dear towards running a creative business and growing your mindset. But today we will get very geeky and nerdy with photography, all right? But before we get started with today's topic, I just want to make an exciting announcement because in March, my lifestyle photography course is opening up for enrollment. And I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. You know, this is a course that I have built on for years. And there are more than 150 tutorials on everything from photography, lighting, styling, editing, creativity, business, blogging, and so much more. I like to say that this is your one-stop photography course. It has everything you need to go for complete beginner to growing your dream photography career. So once you enroll, you will have lifetime access. And that is amazing because you can use the course as a resource library while growing your photography skills or your photography career. And you can do it all in your own pace. I am so much looking forward to this course because this year... This is actually the 10-year anniversary for this epic course. And it's completely updated with all new content, new trends and inspiring how-to photos and video tutorials. And I'm going to be with you all the way in our private study group. I only open up for enrollment twice a year, once in March and once again in September. Registration opens March 1st, so if you know that this is something that you want to join, make sure to be ready, alright? If you are subscribed to my newsletter or if you're already on the waiting list for the course, you will be notified as soon as registration opens up, I promise. I can't wait because the Lifestyle Photography Workshop is truly my baby, my heart and my soul, and I love doing it. So I hope to see you there for some creative fun. And if you want to know how you can win a free seat for the course, I will tell you all about it in the end of this podcast. But first, let's get on with today's topic, shall we? I just want to say that I decided to 
divide this podcast into two episodes because otherwise it would be pretty long and we are going into some technical stuff about photography so I thought you need a break after half an hour or something like that. So therefore I have made part one and part two and I will of course release both of them at the same time but it gives you a chance to take a break and taking breaks are important when you are learning something new. All right, here are eight things I wish I knew when I started photography. Number one, don't take this journey alone. When I was still just a hobby photographer, I had so much fun taking pictures. And let me just remind you that this was before Facebook and Instagram were even invented. So I really had no one to compare myself with. Which in a way was good, but I still had the need to share my newfound passion with like-minded. So I would print my photos on a lousy paper printer and I would proudly show my work to friends and family. In a way, I was acting like a little child running to my parents to show them my latest creation, only to get a casual shoulder shrug as a reward. <laughs> and I got so disappointed. It feels a bit silly thinking about it today, but I was actually very focused on getting feedback. I think you are when you are learning something new. And I was disappointed not to get the response that I wanted. I didn't realize that I was actually expecting my family and friends to take interest in something that really just didn't interest them at all. The lack of support and applause made me doubt myself. And worst of all, for a while, it took away the joy I had for taking pictures. I started to get very critical of my work and I also felt alone with my hobby. I had no one I could share my passion for photography with. Luckily one day when I was reading the newspaper, yes, there was a time when I actually read old-fashioned newspapers made out of real paper. <laughs> I saw an article about a photo sharing website called Flickr. And I thought, hey, let's check that out. And I'm so glad I did. Flickr opened up a whole new world to me. I found so many like-minded creatives who were just as crazy about photography as I was. It was amazing. I got so much inspiration, encouragement and even new friendships. The need for getting applause from my surroundings at home disappeared completely and I no longer felt alone because I was suddenly swimming in a big pool of creatives just like me. I think that if I hadn't found such a supportive community back then, I would have given up along the way because, you know, learning something new and demanding as photography is can be a lonely ride and even though photography is super fun, there is a lot to learn about the technical side of it. So having support while you move through the learning phase is so important. 
Therefore, my first advice to you is to find your creative tribe. If you don't have anyone in your life that has the same passion as you, you need to find them. Trust me, don't try to take this journey alone because you will need someone to lift you up when you doubt yourself or struggle with something technical. The good news is that today there are so many possibilities to join photography groups on Facebook, connect with photographers on Instagram or take an online course with people on the same journey as you. For example, with my photography course, I offer a private Facebook group and as a member, you have lifetime access to this group. That means that you always have a place to network, share your work, get feedback and be inspired by other creatives. I am still in contact with many of my old Flickr friends that I connected with over 10 years ago and honestly, I don't know where I would have been without their support. Networking is really key if you want to improve your photography skills fast. So how do you become a good networker? It's simple. Give more than you take. Give a lot and you will receive. All it takes really is that you give a like, a heart emoji, a thumbs up or share a kind comment. Give some credit. Send an encouraging personal message and do this often because when you support others repeatedly, they will notice you and that's the best way to build relationship with like-minded. And on a funny side note, while, while I'm recording this podcast, I suddenly get a notification on my phone. And it's from one of my dear old Flickr friends, Rebecca Lily, who just gave me a shout out on her Instagram stories. You see, that's networking in action. <laughs> She gives me a shout out and I get all excited. And now I'm talking about her on my podcast. Actually, I often think about Rebecca Lily and also her husband, Johnny Patience. Because back in 2009, when... I was a complete beginner and I met them on Flickr. They were already amazing photographers and I remember looking at their photos full of admiration and I just wanted to be as good as them. So sometimes I would write to them and ask them questions on how to do this or how to do that and they were always so incredible, helpful and kind answering me back. To me, that's the best form of networking, that you give support back to your tribe. No matter your level of photography skills, you can always, always give something back, whether it's help or kindness. And that brings me to tip number two. Don't seek perfection, seek to learn. When I started in photography, I spent an awful lot of time looking at images that I thought were absolutely perfect. I would pull pictures out of magazines and then try to mimic those photos the best I could without any great results. And other times I would have an idea of an image in my head, but when I tried to create it or execute it in real life, It didn't look at all what I had envisioned in my mind. In the end, 
my pursuit of the perfect photo left me frustrated and wondering if I would ever become good enough at photography. Perhaps you know the feeling. I think many photographers have a tiny voice in their heads saying, I don't know what I'm doing, but trust me, you don't have to know everything. And if you keep focusing on getting it perfect every time you shoot, you will limit your creative joy. And that's not something we want, right? (laughs) It's totally normal that there is a gap. There is a gap in what you want to create and what you are capable of creating, especially when you are a beginner. Your lack of skills will limit you. That's just a fact and it's okay. But here's the important part. You got to allow yourself to be a beginner. And you got to embrace the learning curve. The sooner in the process that you stop striving for perfection and instead seek to learn and improve, the faster your skills will improve. So if you often find yourself disappointed with your photos, you got to turn your mindset around and start asking yourself, what did I learn from this? Because you always learn something. Forget perfection and instead imagine that you become a photography investigator. (laughs) I love this fantasy of being a photography investigator. Because you investigate what works and what doesn't work. You experiment, test and play. And every time you take a photo, you ask yourself... What did I learn from this? You see, instead of striving for something specific or a perfect photo that you've seen somewhere, you are just experimenting and testing things. And then you ask yourself, what did I learn from this? You can always twist for perfection later in the process when you get better. But when you are just starting out, you need to be patient. With yourself, you need to be patient with yourself and give yourself some credit for trying. That's so important. Embrace the unknown and figure it out as you go, but be super, super kind and patient with yourself in the beginning phase. When I meet creatives that are super frustrated because their skills don't match up with their own expectations of what they want to create, I say to them, Allow yourself to be a beginner. No one danced on the Royal Ballet the first time they put on ballet shoes, right? Just as you had to learn to ride your bike, you have to learn how to operate your camera. And suddenly, one day, you will do it perfectly and it will be easy. So instead of being frustrated, be determined to practice. Be determined to learn. You really don't have to have it all figured out to start, but you got to start to get to where you want to go. And when it comes to photography, there is just so much to learn about all sorts of things. (laughs) I mean, the learning curve never ends. All the things about light, camera technique and editing, it takes time to learn. 
I have been a photographer for 10 years and I'm still learning every day in many ways. I still see myself as a beginner and I totally love this vision of myself because it allows me to make mistakes and it gives me space to experiment. I refuse to let my perfectionism ruin my love for photography. I don't care if I get it perfect every time as long as I have fun. Because if it's not fun, it's nothing to me. It just becomes boring work, right? It seems awfully basic, but I often find that the best way to close the gap between where you are and where you want to go is to spend a little time every day practicing. So keep your camera close, make sure to reach for it daily and spend minimum 15 minutes a day playing with your camera settings. Read the camera manual. Don't let that camera manual stay in the camera box. <laughs> Take it out and read it. Test different forms of lighting. Simply practice without going for a specific image. This is key. Don't go for a specific image. Just play. I have personally spent countless of hours photographing everything from teddy bears to eggs <laughs> just to practice some technique. And I'm also known for reading my camera manual in bed in the evening instead of reading a good book. It sounds a little crazy and I guess it is a little crazy, but it works. I learn something new every time and I learn without putting pressure on myself, which is super important. And that brings me to tip number three. You don't need expensive equipment. Some of the questions I get asked the most are, what lens are you using? Or what camera are you shooting with? And I smile because I used to email every great photographer I knew asking that same question. But here's the thing. It's never the lens. It's never the camera. It's the person behind the camera and the lens that creates the image. Just like it's the chef that cooks the food. It's not his pan or his spoon. It's all about the golfer, not the ball. Okay? So it's the person behind the camera that makes the photo. And it's totally normal to believe that equipment has an impact when you are new to photography. And in some cases, it can be very helpful to have the right gear. But just like there is no perfect photograph, there are no perfect camera or lens. In the end, what matters is your level of photography skills and your creative vision, your artistic abilities and how you use that to wrest every ounce of performance out of the gear that you have, even if it's just your phone. I have seen truly breathtaking photos taken with just a smartphone and I've also seen plenty of not so great photos taken with a top-of-the-line full-frame DSLR camera. The first years of my photography career, I shot with a lousy camera, or at least I thought it was lousy. And I was always complaining because 
I was sure that if I could just get a better camera, I could get better photos. And of course, I had my eyes on the most expensive camera and lens on the market. And, you know, that was also why I always were busy asking other photographers about what equipment they were using, because I believed that I would get better if I had better equipment. When I finally upgraded and got a new camera, I gave my old camera to my teenage daughter, Maya. It turned out she had quite a talent for photography. And within about six months, at the age of 16, she had her first real art exhibition. And she also sold her photograph for around 5,000 pounds each. It was amazing. All of her photos were taken with that same old camera that I had trashed. And without her knowing anything about advanced photography technique, it was the artistic message, the focus on storytelling, mood and emotions that made her work instantly popular. She had a signature style almost from the first day she started taking photos, which is incredible rare. And that was when I finally got it. It's not about the camera or the lens. And perhaps it's not even about photography technique. It's much more about the person behind the camera and that person's artistic abilities. It's about creating with your heart and sending out a message to the world. This was such a big eye-opener to me. Being a great photographer is not about the best equipment. Sure, it helps, but the truth is that it's more about being passionately curious and wanting to learn and practice creatively and experiment with your ideas. So be careful not to use your lack of equipment as an excuse, as I did. Use the gear and the equipment that you already have and focus on growing your skills. And when you are ready to upgrade, I have some important tips for you. And that brings me to tip number four. Avoid the kit lens. Chances are that you started and might still be shooting with a kit lens that came with your camera when you bought it. A kit lens is often a zoom lens that helps you zoom in and out on your subject. But these lenses are not always the best lenses for creatives. If you just want to take everyday photos, a kit lens is perfectly fine. But I guess if you are listening to this podcast, you are a creative soul and you want to be more playful and make magic and perhaps even grow a career in photography. So... What do I mean when I say magic? I'm thinking of the type of photos that have a creative vibe. You know, photos where some part of the image is super sharp and some of it, it all is all soft and blurry. When you blur out the background and you have sharp focus and intention on your main subject. For example, when you take a portrait, you can have the person in focus and blur out the background noise. This is very practical in many situations and it's always nice to have your subject stand out and to make an impact. 
And to help you create magic, your best tool is a prime lens. And the one I recommend is the 50mm lens. I think it's the perfect lens for creatives because it helps you take amazing and very professional looking photos, even though you're just a beginner. A 50mm prime lens is not a zoom lens. You need to zoom with your feet, so to speak, not your lens. So to zoom, you have to walk closer to your subject. But that's something you will get used to super fast. I believe the 50mm lens is a must-have piece of equipment for anyone starting out in photography. It's versatile, affordable and great for shooting all types of photos. No matter if you want to photograph portraits, landscape, interior, flowers or food, this lens is absolutely wonderful. What I love the most about this lens is that it helps you when you shoot in low light conditions. So if you're into the bright and airy photography style, this lens is a winner. In fact, a 50mm lens allows about 5 times the amount of light into the camera sensor than many zoom lenses. This allows you to take super sharp images even in conditions where you don't have optimal daylight available. Many of the leading camera manufacturers have different types of 50mm lenses, but the one that I recommend is the 50mm f1.8 lens. This lens is probably one of the cheapest high quality lenses available on the market. It costs about $125. The only negative thing to say about this particular lens is that Sometimes, depending on which manufacturer you buy it from, it can feel a bit like a toy lens. And if you want to step it up and get a lens built in a better quality, I recommend that you go for the Big Brother, which is the 50mm lens f1.4. This is the one that I shoot with and I've had it for 10 years and I love it. It's a workhorse. And it's still a very affordable lens compared to its high quality. It costs around $350. You will not really notice any difference in image quality between the two lenses. So it's more a matter of the type of quality you want in your equipment and what your wallet allows you to invest in. Another thing I love about the 50mm lens is that it's so small, it's light and super easy to carry. This makes it ideal for travel photography. And you can fit it into a medium-sized lady bag and bring it with you when you're out and about with the kids. Also, if you have a teenager that are into photography, this lens is the best one to give them. You can help them get creative without breaking the bank. Okay, I feel like I'm starting to sound like a commercial ad for this lens, but really, I don't get anything out of recommending it. I just like it a lot. And I know from experience that it's the best all-around lens. If you have that lens, you really can do almost all types of photography without having to invest in more lenses. So that makes it a great lens when you're on a budget and when you are a beginner. All right, 
This is all for part one of this episode. It's time for a little coffee break and a walk with the dogs and I will be back shortly with part two. If you want to hear my next four tips, simply move on and listen to part two of eight things I wish I knew when I started photography. But before I go, I just want to remind you that if you enjoy this podcast, let me know. It will mean a lot to me. If the tips I share here on the Empowered Creative Show have helped you or inspired you in any way, I would love to know. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review and share it with your friends. Every month, one lucky podcast reviewer will be selected to receive a free gift from me. In February and in March, I'm giving away a free seat for my exclusive online photography course. This power-packed online course will help you increase your skills in digital photography, composition, creative styling and visual storytelling. You'll learn exactly how to develop your unique style, edit beautiful photos and grow your career in photography. The winners get access to 12 intensive and amazing modules, 150 plus tutorials and step-by-step Lightroom and Photoshop editing videos worth the weight in digital gold. Simply leave a review on iTunes to participate. I will pick one winner in February and one winner in March. So that means in episode number six, I will announce the winner of February. And I hope to publish this episode one of the last days in February. And if you're wondering how to join my lifestyle photography course, you can go to my website and add yourself to the waitlist. Then you'll be sure to be notified when registration opens up on March 1st. I also want to remind you that you can join my inner circle and get access to members-only content, including my free library full of wonderful resources about photography blogging, Instagram, motivation and creative inspiration. Once you subscribe, you'll also get access to a free five-day photography course for beginners, as well as mini trainings and downloadable eBooks. It is, of course, 100% free and you can subscribe on my website. I often add new exciting stuff, so if you don't want to miss out, don't forget to join my inner circle. I will link to the subscription page in the show notes. That's all for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for spending time with me on the Empowered Creative Podcast. I love you. And remember, don't do anything that doesn't feel right, but do what you feel is right, even if it scares you.